You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Better Health. On today's show, I'm so excited for you all to listen. I have Kristen Bowen, who is the founder and owner of Living the Good Life Naturally. And today we're talking all things magnesium and why Kristen is so passionate about the mineral. So welcome to the show, Kristen. It's an honor. Oh, so excited to get into you today and just dive deep on magnesium. I love it. I love the passion behind it. So we're just going to start with a few intro questions to warm us up. The first one I have for you, where are you from and what was your childhood and family like in regards to health? Okay. So I live in beautiful Morro Bay, California on the central California coast. It's our dream and we're living it and we absolutely love it here. I grew up in a very Western medical family that you did what the doctor said. So basically I really bucked the cold of my family to step outside of the box and do something different after my health crash. Wow. So you grew up with the pretty typical standard way of living when it came to health, you know, you go to the doctor when you need to. So I would love to know what got you into health and what was the journey that you took to where you are now? Oh, good question. So I got into health. I was, I was kind of forced into it in that I had a surgery that was done. It was after a baby had been born. They did her tie up. My bladder had collapsed and needed some more support. And that surgery, they put titanium screws, a daver graft that had mold on it. I have what's called Melissa syndrome, which is my body cannot handle the titanium. I had an allergic titanium. At the time, Western medicine thought that titanium was inert. It bothered no one. Now we know a small percentage of people, especially those that have autoimmune, which I had, they have issues with the titanium. And I had the mold from the cadaver graft that was bought off market and not the right regular source. And the combination of those two things I ended up just go in that day, go home that day. I in the hospital for weeks in a wheelchair. I got down to 78 pounds. I was on a feeding tube, a catheter. I mean, it just, my body just shut down for three and a half years. And my husband just kept taking me from doctor to doctor and with chase, we went to Stanford. We just did everything and they didn't have answers for me. They couldn't figure it out. And through that process of my family, because of this medical crisis and myself wondering if I was going to make it and I was so checked out, it was almost easier for me than for my family because I was so sick. I didn't realize how bad it was, but my young family had to live through that. I took accountability back for my health. I quit going to doctors and expecting them to get me with a pill when I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking a lot of diet Coke. I was a sugar addict. And so it just, it was like this great awakening. I would never want to live through that again. At the same time though, 
Wow. Mm -hmm. 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 Wow. That story, Kristen, is incredible. And I feel like so many people go through all these trials in regards to health to get them to the point that they are at now. And now using those experiences, they can change the lives of many others. So could you explain your company, Living the Good Life Naturally, and how it pertains to your story and, and what got you into magnesium? Everything I do is what I learned during my crash. Everything I teach in my programs is what I learned from my crash. It is really, you know, when you said, oh, you're able to help so many people, that's a two-way process. There were so many things lost in my family. They are lost, they are gone. And there's such heartache over that as a mom, I, I had these children and you want to do the best, you want to launch them as adults, and you dream of launching them as adults, being amazing people, and they had to go through such trauma. When I'm helping someone else give, receive, cycle, be, be helping them that I've learned, but they're helping me back in that it's so incredibly healing to know that there's good that came from that time period. And it also helps me when people say, oh, it's so healthy. I'm able to share with them. Actually, it's more expensive to be not healthy because you cannot put a price tag on the gifts that you're showing up with and the things that you're here to do. Sometimes we can get caught up in thinking, oh, it has to cost so much money for us to do. But there are so many things that we can do to create optimal health. The magnesium, a friend brought me some magnesium and said, I won't, she said, I've got some magnesium for you. And I said, I can't take magnesium. At that point, I was on a feeding tube. And so I didn't even drink water. And she said, no, 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 you soak in it. I had to run it through my doctors because there were just so many things going on. And Yep. they were like, sure, go ahead, soak. It's not going to do anything Yeah. for me. that very first in it, I felt the relaxation. I felt the benefit, Hmm. but understand if you are really stressed right now, if you are going through a hard time, your magnesium burn rate is higher because when your cortisol levels are high, it pushes magnesium out through your urine. And my family had been through a really stressful time. And so I felt that pulsing, that relaxation, that, oh, this feels so good. Now, not everyone feels that because not everyone is as deficient as I was. Many people do. And some people are so deficient that they've trashed the nerve, cranial nerve number 10, and they don't feel it because they've been in trauma response for so long that they're not getting that feedback. So it's such an interesting journey. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't know the last portion that you just shared about, you know, being in this constant state of stress to the point where your body basically is so used to it. And, and I also know that genetically, there are some people that are just more prone to being stressed. So like the COMP-T gene, if I don't know if you've heard of it or not, like myself, Oh, absolutely. oh yeah, my, I'm sure you have. I, myself, I have the slow COMP-T. So 
meaning I can get stressed out so much more easily than someone with fast COMT gene. And so like, like you were saying, like we use magnesium so much more and use our reserve so much more because it's trying to de-stress our body. And so I have used your products. It's been amazing that you sent those to me. So thank you. And I tried the soak. My husband has tried the soak. It was incredible. Like super relaxing. He loved it because he was new to that. He's never experienced, you know, something with like that. And so it was, it was really fun to test it on him too. And we loved it and could tell a difference for sure. You know, it's what you brought up because it just (laughs) proves a point in that the RDA recommendations are garbage. (laughs) Just call it what it is. Yep. I usually, you know, very polite and let's just call it what it is. Let's just say it. (laughs) No one can tell how magnesium you need because my husband and I, we love to be with each other. We hang out together. We pretty much eat the same food. He manages stress so much better than I do. Yeah. I need more magnesium. There is not agency that can tell you magnesium you need. And that's where it, to me, it gets exciting because taking that accountability back, you can't tell me that I have to discover that Mm -hmm. for myself. And that's where that magnesium red blood cell test Mm -hmm. into play. That magnesium red blood cell test is what I want between 6.3 and 7.4, because I want every red blood cell rounded by magnesium so that mitochondria can do what they need to do to create a strong foundation in my body. Mm -hmm. So true. I just love everything you said. And, and it proves that health is not a cookie cutter, one size fits all deal where, oh, this one diet is going to help everybody. Like, no, I mean, each body is so uniquely different and we all require a different amount of, you know, minerals, vitamins, whatever it may be. And so that is something that everyone needs to know of that you know, not everything is going to fix every single person when it comes to eating certain foods, taking certain vitamins. So love that you said that I would love to hear a little bit more about magnesium. So many know that it's a mineral we need, you know, maybe people know what certain foods have magnesium, but what are really the benefits of it? And talk a little bit about how it works as well. So magnesium is crucial in connecting you to vitamin D. Mm -hmm. We know when we're out in the sunshine that we get a boost of dopamine, we get a boost of vitamin D, Mm -hmm. but we have to have magnesium to convert the stored vitamin D into active vitamin D. Hmm. And that's where we've got a major disconnect. So many people, my company is run out of Utah. And that's where I used to live. And I would teach, and it made sense in Utah that their vitamin D levels were low because there was an inversion. They didn't have as much sun. And so when I moved to California and started teaching classes here, I was shocked that the same percentage of people had low vitamin D and it's because it's a magnesium issue. It can be a vitamin D issue, but if you don't have magnesium to convert your active into your stored, you're not going to have that vitamin D balance. And we know that's the gateway to help. So getting our magnesium up, getting that sunshine, that vitamin D 
converting from our stored to our active is the gateway to health. Wow. That is very interesting because I've heard, you know, in order to absorb vitamin D, you need the fats and, and that's totally true and accurate. And also the fact that you need magnesium is mind blowing. And I feel like because we live in such a um, go, go, go mentality and environment in America, so many more people are deficient in magnesium. And so then therefore the vitamin D deficient. And then I just think about all the different, you know, mood disorders people have. And it's like, oh, there's a huge correlation between all of this. There are a lot of women very similar to me that grew up with adverse childhood experiences. And when you grow up with in that type of situation, your body is trained to be in fight all of the time. And you actually can get stuck in fight or flight. And so having enough magnesium is the first step to really helping to heal that level of trauma because you can come out of fight or flight because magnesium is the relaxer mineral. Mm -hmm. It's the mineral that brings back calm. And it's the first mineral to start with, to open the door to help. Fascinating. And so knowing that we're in a very stressful day and age, are there other contributing factors to being deficient in magnesium? Maybe it's food related. I'm not sure. So I love for your advice into that on, in regards to why people may be deficient. So one of the reasons that we're deficient is a higher stress environment. Another reason that we're deficient is the foods that we're eating do not have the same level of magnesium that our, my grandparents had. So it's so important that we hang on to that grandma wisdom, which is get enough sleep, eat good vegetables, be grateful. Those, those grandma wisdom things, but it's also incredibly important to stay with what's happening now. And our foods, our soils are deficient in magnesium. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we have to do something to, to bridge that problem. And so soaking in magnesium is the way to go. Now, a lot of times people will say, Oh, I take magnesium. And my answer to that is, but you cannot get to cell saturation with oral synthetic magnesium. Hmm. You would have horrific stomach cramping and diarrhea. And so my goal with magnesium is cell saturation. And when you soak in magnesium, you bypass digestion and you move that red blood cell numb. And that's where T4, T3 and thyroid starts to convert. That's where DHEA starts to kick in and balance those hormones. Things start to happen when that red blood cell number is moved. So magnesium cell saturation is always my goal. Incredible. And I'm just thinking in regards to you talked about hormones and everything and how there are a lot of women that seem to be very stressed and that creates a whole slew of problems when it comes to our hormones, our cycles, you know, our PMS, whatever we may experience in regards to that and, and how, you know, soaking, you're saturating those red blood cells, like you were saying, and it probably makes all the world of difference on our hormones then. 
And so this leads into my next question. In what ways can we consume it and absorb it? So is do you only typically advise the magnesium soak and what foods have it? Speak a little into that. Okay. So my role as a magnesium advocate is not to tell anybody else what to do. Mm-hmm. My role is to educate, get people thinking. Mm-hmm. Personally, I do not consume synthetic magnesium Mm -hmm. because is what happens is that synthetic magnesium, there's a price to pay for. Yes. You can have short-term benefit from synthetic oral magnesium, but magnesium was not meant to be powdered, pulverized, heated, the tablet form. And when we take it that way, we're breaking natural law. And when we break natural law, there's always a consequence. And the consequence to synthetic isolated magnesium is the food goes too fast through the system and our body's not able to uptake the nutrients Mm. at the pace that it needs to. So for me, synthetic oral magnesium does not go in my body. I achieve cell saturation through soaking. Hmm. That's awesome. And how many times do you soak a week, a month? What do you typically do? So this comes down to personal situation and your individual burn rate. And so I always challenge my clients the first time that they do the soaking, soak for 30 days, do Mm -hmm. a soak every day, for 30 days, knowing you're going to miss a couple and that's okay. And then get that blood work tested and you're going to see where your numbers are at. If your numbers are 6.5 you know that you only need to soak one or two times a week. If your numbers are poor, you know that you've got some more work to do. And a little bit earlier about other nutrition pieces that affect magnesium, and it is boron. Boron helps and works in tandem with them and helps hold inflammation down. And so we're lacking in boron, we have to soak a lot more magnesium. And so making sure that we're eating boron rich foods can really help us hold on to the magnesium that we are soaking. So it's pretty crazy to think that vitamin D is tied to magnesium in some way. Boron is tied to magnesium. So just thinking about if you're lacking in one area that affects the next area and it's almost like a chain reaction. So I would love to know for those that are listening that are like soaking in magnesium, what does that mean? What does that look like? Could you give a little context about what that is? Sure. A quarter of an adult you put in a bowl or a bathtub. If you're in a bathtub, you need to use more magnesium. We have done in testing on this Mm -hmm. to figure out the most effective way to get cell saturation, because my goal with anything that I'm doing. It's the lazy way to help. And I want the least amount of input for maximum output. And that's, that's where I want to be living. And so one quarter cup of magnesium in a bore, a tub, and then soaking for 20 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you don't have 20 minutes, pass on soaking because your body needs 20 minutes to get that magnesium pumping up through your lymph. In 20 minutes, you will absorb about 80% of the elemental magnesium in that magnesium soak. 
five minutes, you'll absorb about 98%. Now you can soak longer, but you're not getting more magnesium by soaking longer. Mm -hmm. After doing that 30 day challenge, go get that RBC test. Can't tell you how many times women will over soak and they don't need that much or they will under soak. And you need to know where you're at. Understanding your magnesium burn rate is such a powerful shift in taking your health back because no one can tell you how much you need. You know it for yourself. And when you know it for yourself, you are not swayed by marketing. You are not swayed by what your girlfriend is doing. You are not swayed by what your best friend tells you to do. Know for yourself what your body needs. The moment of power that comes when a woman's connected. That's incredible. And so it really comes down to taking responsibility over your health. It truly is. And no one knows your body better than you do. So it sounds like the 30 day challenge, soaking, trying to at minimum hit 20 minutes. Now, is this soaking your feet or is this soaking your whole body? So we did the testing that we did on this. I wanted to know I'm a bathtub girl (laughs) and it just made sense to me. Body was exposed to the magnesium. It would be more efficient, but it's not. It's your feet that are pumping up the magnesium. Had a handful of people that test and their magnesium moving. And I wanted to know why, why, what is it? I always tell people magnesium shines the light on what is broken in your body. Mm. If you understand the communication, one of the things that we learned was those women who were soaking in the bathtub mm-hmm. were setting their feet up on the edge. Think how many times you get mm-hmm. in the bathtub and you yeah. put your feet on the edge And so body was not maximizing that magnesium. Your feet act like pumps and it's your feet that are up. If you're soaking in the bathtub, like I do, make sure your feet, a bowl of water with your feet in just as effective as soaking in a bathtub. Wow. That's crazy. And it just shows too, you really have no excuses then because drawing a bath takes a lot longer than drawing a little foot bath. And so it's pretty simple and it feels incredible as well. You know, it's a great relaxing um, routine to include in the evenings. And then once you figure out, okay, after this 30 day challenge, taking the test, am I depleted? Am I not? Where am I at with this? Then you can incorporate it as a routine, even more specific to your body. So I would love to know, and I know that stress is a symptom of lacking in magnesium. What other areas may show about in a life in someone's body that they are lacking in magnesium? Symptoms, low energy, hormone imbalance, not sleeping well, reacting, overreacting to emotional things that are going on in their lives, um, being really wound, not being lack cramping in our calves, those um, brain fog, um, thyroid issues, stomach issues, those can all be signs of magnesium deficiency. But here's the thing. If you smoke, you decrease your magnesium. If you drink, you decrease your magnesium. If you eat sugar, you decrease your magnesium. If you don't get enough sleep, 
you decrease them. If you eat processed foods, you decrease your magnesium. If you have stress in your life, you decrease your magnesium. This study showed that 98% of us are deficient in magnesium. 98% of us are deficient. And so it's not, am I deficient? It's how deficient am I because of our current lifestyle and sugar intake. And so making sure that we're asking the right questions while we're soaking in magnesium is so important. And it's more, how deficient am I? And how much do I need to move my numbers compared to, do I need magnesium? Again, great takeaways for listeners. I would love to know if you could sum it all up and give us a few key takeaways, what would that be? Get out in the morning sunshine and increase your dopamine and melatonin levels. Come home, soak in magnesium for three in a row. Get your red blood cell tested. If you do those things, I promise in 30 days, you will feel better. Your thyroid will function better. Your hormones will be better. Every better. Now, I'm not saying it's going to heal everything but you will feel the difference in your body. Nine out of 10 of us are insulin resistant. When you're insulin resistant, you're very slow to uptake magnesium. So getting out in the early morning sun, walking up to an hour, if you can, if you've only got 10 minutes, two minutes, that's the most effective way to walk away from insulin resistance, really get that magnesium moving through your body, You've got that early morning ray, that beautiful light that you're increasing dopamine, you're opening up your melatonin stores, and then your magnesium. You have just covered so many foundational basic things in your body within these. You will think, wow, I'm on the road to healing. And none of us know what's going to happen this fall. None of us. We need our healing switch turn. If you have thyroid dysfunction, if you have hormone imbalance, if you use a sleep apnea machine, if you have fibromyalgia, your healthy healing switch is not on and we need it turned on to be prepared for whatever virus experiencing. Mm, Amazing, Kristen. And also thinking about the fact that once fall approaches, our ability to have enough sun is going to decrease as winter comes, it'll decrease. And so what can we do now to prevent issues from arising due to that in the future? And so great takeaways right there. And for listeners that are wondering, well, how do I start this? We'll figure that out after our rapid fire questions. So everyone hold tight and we'll also have it in the show notes. But the first question I want to ask you, Kristen, is who is the most influential woman in your life? Past, present, maybe you know them, maybe you don't. I'd love to know. Jean Co. She's passed away. She was the woman who really opened my eye to my own power and helped me to become comfortable with it mm-hmm. and passionate about magnesium. Wow. So Jean Co. Jean Co. Awesome. Awesome. And then what is your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food, probably a French egg loaded with good choline, healthy fats. So probably a French egg. 
I love that. And what is different from a French egg to what people know as an egg? What, what, what makes it French? Oh, just, yeah, just how you prepare it. So it's, I use a beautiful raw milk cream, times and a beautiful egg and you cook it in that cream mm-hmm. and just the, add some, some good cheese on there. And that's probably one of my favorites, just like silk in your mouth and it's loaded with healthy fats, it's loaded with choline. If you have the ability to get an egg that's raised in a really healthy environment and it's just house nutrition for your body. Mm, that sounds amazing. I'm going to your house for breakfast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> um, next question. Are you a past, present or future thinker? Oh, I am learning how to be in the moment. I have typically been in the past healing from my own trauma experience as a young girl. And the more that heals, the more in the moment I am. And I love that. That's incredible. More people need to be in the moment. So words of wisdom right there. And then your favorite travel destination or maybe a dream destination that you have. Oh, my husband and I love to travel. (laughs) Probably it's a trip that we're on at the moment. Oh, okay. Here's one. We are preparing. um, We love to read to each other tonight. And so we are reading about the history of the Orient Express. And we have a big wedding anniversary coming up our 35th. Before our 35th wedding anniversary, him and I are going to the Orient Express. and and travel Orient Express. And so while we're preparing so that we appreciate the history of it, we're reading all sorts of the history literature and the fiction literature that's all around the Orient Express. So probably that for right now. That's incredible. That literally is the full experience when it comes to traveling, like reading up and grabbing context. So when you're there, you can make the connections. Oh, Right. That, that is amazing. I love that. I'm husband fucking history buff. I don't want to have to process it while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I want to have it beforehand. And so this time we are really investing the time in it to really climb and the history of that beautiful train in context. Mm, amazing. That's incredible. It's really, I'm definitely doing that next time. <laughs> and the last question I have for you are you a reader? If so, what are you reading right now? Oh, am I a reader? Yes. I put three (laughs) to five books down a week. My power is speed reading. I have been, it was as a little girl, it was my escape. It was my place that I could walk into a world that was safe. And so, yes, I am a reader. I love to read. I'm always reading. I always have a minimum of three books going I don't um, want to get stuck reading just one kind of book. So for example, I always have a book going that's just a beautiful, magical, uplifting place to go. Mm -hmm. And then I always have a book going that really stretches me. So for example, you read the pair and then I have to stop and go, whoa, that was over my head. And think about it. I have to write it down. I have to process because I want it to really stretch my brain. And then I always have a health book. <laughs> I always have something on building health 
going to. Um, a new, a recent one, actually had to turn around and grab it, is it just barely came in the mail. It's called What Happened to You and Ambitions on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And it's been really good. It's been a good one. So that's the one that barely started. I'm only about two chapters in. Wow. Incredible. And so because you are such a reader, you have to have a few books that you're like, these are must reads. And may- maybe you segment them into, you know, must reads for health, must reads for this. What are your top books? So one of my top books that I think encompasses everything, health, living, and a lot of people have not, they, they know the author, but they haven't heard of this book from her. Everyone knows Eat, Pray, Love. It just, I don't know. I was like, okay, whatever. Her book, Big Magic, is a book that I read every single year, and it encompasses everything. I, I take away some from it every single year. And because my father-in-law, there are more books written than you can ever read. Choose wisely Hmm. and that to heart. And so I choose wisely on my books. And so for me to say, this is a book that I read is huge because there's not a lot of them that I reread because I get so excited for the next new book, but big magic Hmm. is. I reread every year and have ever since I read it. I love that book. Wow. I'm writing that down. (laughs) So the last bit before we leave is how can listeners connect with you, Kristen? Oh, so they can connect with me on livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. While we're recording this podcast, I'm currently doing 30 day what I'm calling walk with me every morning at 6am Pacific, we get up and watch the sun come up together. And then we walk and we talk about the connection of magnesium and health. Mm. And that's streamed on YouTube, living the good life naturally on YouTube. We also stream that on Facebook live. And Mm. then in August, we'll be doing a 30 day magnesium challenge where on social media, every single day, I'll stream on YouTube and Facebook about magnesium and how it's working for you, what it's doing in your body, things to look out for, and just totally focused on them. And so I'm very active on YouTube and Facebook. Amazing. I love it. Kristen, I have learned so much in this past half hour and the wisdom you have and the experience you have is incredible. So thank you so much for being on the show. It was a truly an honor. Oh, you're so very welcome. Remember though, the key to creating health. If you're listening to this right now and you've hung with us clear to the end of the podcast, you didn't create any help by listening. You only create action. And when you learn something and if it inspired you, if it opened up your thinking, you must take action on it. And if you don't, it actually becomes a way that our subconscious keeps us stuck and the same, because then we have a longer list of the things that we're not doing. So maybe that action is just sitting in a corner and reading a good book for 10 minutes. Maybe in your red magnesium and get your 30 day challenge started, whatever it is, 
If you were inspired, if you learned something, if you connected to something, you simply must take action. Healthy women take action. And that's what connects us to being healthier. Amazing. So, so true. We can learn all we want, but if we don't take action, it's just going to sit and we're going to stay stagnant in whatever that may be our health, our personal development, our relationships. So lots of wisdom there. Thank you, Kristen. I, it was a pleasure. Oh, having me on. I'm going on people who have the technical skill to pull off a podcast because it takes an incredible amount of behind the scenes to get it done. So I was the lazy one today and just showed up and talked. <laughs> thank you for all of the back end stuff that you do to keep a podcast going. Oh, thanks, Kristen. I greatly appreciate that. And, you know, going through all the technical <laughs> difficulties we did to have this. And it was still a little glitchy. Thank you for your understanding. Thanks to everyone that was listening. So it was an honor and yeah, such a pleasure.